everyone, and welcome to Touchdown in the UK, the UK-based NFL Pixter podcast. And after a fantastic weekend, we have another playoff special for you all. The dream may have finally died for Cliffs Browns. The Bills Mafia have marched on, and Tom Brady is proving that there's life in the old dog yet. Cliff, as I said, the dream has finally died for your Browns, boys. How do you feel, mate? Yeah, obviously gutted. Um, it was always going to be a tough task going to the home of the Super Bowl champions. I know my homes went out in the third quarter. And to be honest, I hope he's well. I hope he plays because we all want to see the best players playing in these games. So it was tough, but it was helmet to helmet. And we'll leave it at that comment. <laughs> no, no further comment needed. And we delayed the podcast before we recorded it when we knew, usually record on a Tuesday. And Nico, a big moment for your all-time NFL hero, the man who got you into NFL, Phil Rivers, announced his retirement today. How do you feel about that? Obviously, one of those uh, ones where you, you knew it was coming you would, and would have liked to have seen his last year as a charger, but it was the right time for him to, to move on. And, and obviously, we got Justin Herbert in, in his place. Fifth all-time in passing yards and touchdowns. Second only behind Brett Favre for consecutive regular season starts. And three rushing touchdowns, you know. He's a he's a mover when he wants to be. But yeah, he retired today. And I think it's 13 years since he played in the AFC Championship game with a torn ACL. The end of an era for a, an, an icon of the Chargers. And Cliff, can you believe that there? I know you're in stunned silence right now, but Nico managed to not mention Justin Herbert in that little speech. I am... I've got to say, I am flabbergasted at that. He did. He yeah. says that we've got Justin Herbert now. Oh, sorry, I missed that. So, yeah, he, he had to get Justin Herbert in. It was it was always going to happen. What I'm more surprised about is he played with a torn ACL. I mean, I've torn my ACL and fair play to him for that. So that takes us on to our roundup of last week's games. They were four absolute corkers. And we had some very good picks i think we had a three out of four picks from all of us so cliff first pick then was over to you last week you had packers rams i think you were on the right side of the picks on this one what do you reckon about that yeah so i picked packers i did say that out of the two choices that i made last week um that this was the easier pick for me and i went with the packers i said rogers will get the job done rogers looks amazing at the minute throwing two touchdowns and a lovely little running touchdown in running in himself it was a good start by the Rams. I thought it was quite a close game to start with. They held the Packers to a field goal. Goff responded well. And I think they was going to go for it, weren't they, on fourth and one. And then there was a flag um, for a full start, which meant that they had to settle for a field goal in response. And then Rodgers took the Packers back up the field, third and goal, and he went to his Mr. Reliable. And I think we've all seen the video of Ramsey going crazy in the in the end zone. Um, which I found quite funny. It looked like a little baby stropping off. And then I just think from there, Packers started to take over, started to sack Goff. Um, and then Rogers just showed his magic. I mean, uh, the, when I just said he ran it into the for a touchdown, his little pump fake and then runs it in. I thought that was just brilliant from Rogers, and he's shown why he's going to win the MVP this year. And then the last drive of the half just showed it again. I keep saying he's shown his magic because that's the word I'm describing him with at the minute. He buys himself so much time, finds a throw to get himself in field goal range and the extra three points just before the half. 
But when I'm saying the buying the time, I just one thing I was really impressed with this week was the offensive line of the Packers. They absolutely dominated the best defense in the NFL this season. Um, so yeah, like I think he's in the second half. He was on his two yard line. Most most quarterbacks there give it to a running back buy themselves a little bit of space and then think about throwing on second or third down. Rogers knew he could have that time. He knew he was going to in his own end zone. The offensive line was going to buy him time, and he ended up moving the chains, getting the first down. In terms of the Rams, I thought there was decent with a run game. Akers had a nice game, and after a touchdown, it was a nice little trick play to get the two-point conversion. But I just think, again, when, when they needed it, Rodgers found Lazard, and that was the end of the game. Got to give it you there, Cliff. That's the most in-depth, detailed match report you've ever given us. I don't think you watched the Browns games in that much detail. You were no. clearly watching that Packers Rams games closely. Fair play. I will say, just on that note, while he keeps t- touching on the, the magic man, Aaron Rodgers, listeners, you can't see this, unfortunately, but you are missing out on an absolute treat, a special dedication from our Nico here, has only gone and shaved himself in a fantastic tash in honour of the great man, Aaron Rodgers. Fair play to you, Nico, for that. Um, and over to you, Nico. You had Bills, Ravens last week, and I believe that you picked the right way with that one, just like I did in the Bills. What's your thoughts on that game? Yeah, I went the right way with it. As I said on the spread, it was the closest game of the round, but it was actually joint largest margin of victory at 14 points in the end. Taron Johnson returned that 101-yard pick six that we saw just before Lamar Jackson went out of the game. Uh, after he had his head slammed into the turf. Bills fans, fair play to him, started a, a campaign raising funds for um, Lamar Jackson's charity and obviously wished him a speedy recovery after he went out of the game. The Bills' defence played a huge part. They kept the Ravens down to three points, obviously. That helped seal the win. But Josh Allen and the offence, they missed some big opportunities in the first half to put it to bed a lot earlier. Yes, and a great touch there from the Bills fans. Bills Mafia, big up to you, I've got to say. Great touch when I saw it um, after the game. Um, so over to me now. I've I've got the honour of Chiefs Browns. We couldn't give it to Cliff because he was his heart was ruling his head last week, and this week he was too distraught to talk about it. But it was the game with all the action. We obviously had the moment where Mahomes had to go off. Um, unconscious for a short period of time. You had the very famous touchback incident. And for a rookie like myself, I learned a bit about the game. So I had no idea what a touchback was before the game. Whereas I feel like I know that rule in depth now, following all of the debate and discussion on Twitter on it. Tight game. I think Cliff and his brains quite rightly think they may on another day have snuck it. Who knows? But the Chiefs power through. But I'll let you know how I feel about what's going to happen with the Chiefs in the next round very shortly listeners so cliff over to you final um game in the divisional round was saints books very tight one one that we're all unsure about cliff what were you uh, correct with that one i've got a confession to make on this one so as i was on the podcast last week this was my uh, this was my pick and i said before the podcast to you guys that i'm struggling to pick this one but i had already picked the books in my Super Bowl challenge. And then as I'm talking on the podcast last week, I talked myself into the Saints. So I feel bad because I actually said the Saints on the podcast, but I was correct on the Super Bowl challenge because I hadn't changed it from the books. Um, so I have to hold my hands up there and apologise for that. So, yeah, I was right in one way, but I was wrong in another. 
Um, but I, I have to confess, I have to be honest to the listeners on that. So in this game, turnovers was the key. I think it was the Bucks defence won the game for him. And as Tom Brady says, the Bucks, the Bucks defence balled out. And I like that. I like what he said about the, his defence there. Um, tight game all the way through. Um, but I think in the third quarter, there was the fumble when the Saints were 20 and 13 up. And then it seemed to just swing momentum and the Bucks just did enough then to get over the, the finish line. But when you hold Kamara to 85 yards and Thomas to zero receptions, your defence must have had a good game. And I think that's the reason that the Bucks have gone on to the championship game. I mean, I will say here as well, I have berated Cliff all season for making last-minute changes to his picks. And it got to Sunday night before this game, and I really did think, you know what? I think Tom Brady's got this, but I just couldn't bring myself to change it because I told everyone that I was back in the Saints. I've got to practice what I preach. I thought I'd stick with my own pick. However, listeners, Cliff, as you said, apologies if you followed him. We all remember, though, Cliff. And on that note, we've decided not to give Cliff a pick this week because he might give you one option and then we'll go for another option. Particularly another reason as well, he has lost interest in the whole competition. Now the Browns are out of it. So this week, he's not really been that interested in what's happening. So we thought we'd take it over to me and Nico to tell you our picks in the championship game round. Nico, talk us through the NFC first, please. Yeah, so Packers books, as Cliff just said, the books defence stepped up in the last round, held Drew Brees under 200 yards, three interceptions. And I think they'll be wanting more of the same against Aaron Rodgers. Packers lost three games in the regular season, at two close ones, but one blowout loss that was 38-10 against the Bucks. And on that day, they kept him down to 16 completions of 35 attempts, which was his lowest of the season. But having looked through some of the stats for both teams around recent wins and games, etc., it does tend to look like the Bucks uh, are the stronger team and could actually pull this off, um, make their first Super Bowl appearance since they won it in 2002 but I just can't look past the Packers. And as Cliff said earlier, the expected MVP, Aaron Rodgers, I expect him to deliver. I mean, with a tash like that, Nico, you've got to be going for the Packers, I've got to say. So it's over to me then for the AFC Championship preview here. Chiefs, Bills, um, listeners, hopefully from a couple of weeks ago, will remember that I backed the Bills to go all the way to the Super Bowl. And this was my original pick right at the start of the playoffs um, for the AFC Championship matchup game, I fancied that it'd be the Chiefs Bills, and I backed the Bills to beat the Chiefs in that. And I am going to stick with my decision. There is a huge cloud surrounding Mahomes and whether he will play or whether he won't play. He's passed all the required tests so far, but who knows what frame of mind he's going to be in and whether he's going to be healthy for the game. We don't quite know that. I think, regardless of what state Mahomes is in, though, I do still fancy the Bills. I think the Chiefs left it really close against the Browns. I think the Bills have been carrying that momentum through from the end of the season. And I am back in the Bills Mafia to go all the way to the Super Bowl. And I really hope they do see it through there. So you've heard our picks for the championship games, listeners. It's some very, very close picks. And we've got a little mix-up for you in take a punt coming up very shortly of a couple of doubles from each of us that are going to, uh, we hope, going to win this week, just like our bet did last week. We have as well on the screen for you 
um, our score predictions for you. So check those out. You've got our score predictions. As you can see from those predictions, um, myself and Nico going very close here. Um, just one point in our scores, both back in the Bills to win. You'll see Cliff going against us on these. Um, but we're all fancying the Packers against the to beat the books. Um, all with varying margins. Cliff and Nico both looking at a margin of four points, myself a little bit bigger. But you can see our picks on the screen for the championship game predictions. Um, so there's been a lot of activity for a lot of other teams that haven't been in the playoffs. And particularly for myself and Nico, seeing as our team haven't been in the playoffs, and I know Cliff hasn't thought about anything but the playoffs over the last few weeks, but there's been a lot of coaching hires over the last week or so. So we've had the Chargers hiring Brandon Staley, Falcons hiring Arthur Smith, Jags hiring Urban Meyer, Jets hiring Robert Sala, Lions hiring Dan Campbell, and the Texans, I believe, have finished um, their interviews but haven't yet announced anyone. And we've got the Eagles literally interviewing every man and his dog for the role to be honest with your listeners i put my phone on loud yesterday because i was expecting a call to see if they wanted me up for that job because they seem to be interviewing everyone far and wide of whoever will go for it um nico i'm going to come to you first Do you want to talk us through some of the the hires obviously your team the chargers is staley going to be able to get the best out of herbert what are your thoughts well yeah staley's made the, the short trip across la from the Rams to the Chargers. The the Jags and the Jets having the first and second pick. Although I said the other week on one of the podcasts, Chargers was one of the roles I think people would want. Jags and Jets having the high picks in Urban Meyer and Robert Sala, they're going to be the ones that I think get a lot of focus on how how well the coaches do there. Staley, I think from what I've what I've read about him, seems to think it's a, a decent pick. We all thought it was going to be Brian Dable from the Bills. But um yeah, let's see what Staley can do. Brian Dable, of which has turned down the Eagles. Who can blame him, really? Um, Cliff, any thoughts on those head coach hires? Yeah, I think Salah's a good coach hire for the Jets. I think that'll be interesting to see how he does. And it'll be interesting to see all year how uh, the Chargers do now that they've, they've lost their excuse of Anthony Lynn. Um, so, yeah, that, I'm, I'm interested in that. And let's listen to Nico for the next upcoming season. I will say Nico was a bit loyal to Lynn, to be fair. And I think at the end of the season, he was uh, he was hoping he stayed. I think a little bit of Nico hoping he stayed anyway. Who knows? Um, right, over to our Take a Punt feature. Nico, I'll let you have the glory of filling the listeners and what happened last week with our threefold Take a Punt bet. Right, yeah. So last week we had, um, we had a treble, six to one treble, Bills minus three, Browns plus ten and Packers-Rams over 46.5 points. And for not the first time this season, they actually all came in. So it's a nice 6-1 to treble. But this week we're going with something a little bit different because there's only two games to choose from. We can't do a pick each. So we've gone with our own double and we've all gone in different, different tiers of likelihood of it coming in. So I think Theo's got the lowest uh, double, I've got the middle, and Cliff's gone for the highest. To be fair, I actually think it looks a, a decent bet, so... Theo, do you want to tell us yours? Yeah, sure. So I've gone for the Raisin Bollocks double. So those of you listeners out there are a little bit nervy who uh, don't want to gamble it all and risk it all. I've gone for the I've gone for the lowest odds here. So my odds uh, of a, my double is four point six to one. So four pounds sixty to one. 
Um, and I'm back in the Chiefs under 26.5 points and the Packers minus 5.5 in the spread. And that double, as I said, gives you 4.64 to 1. Nico, I think you're the middle. Yeah, mine actually contradicts the score predictions that we, we had earlier. I've gone for Packers minus 10, just thinking that there potentially could be a bit of a, a bit of revenge from that earlier in the season game. And then I've gone for under 44 points in the Chiefs-Bills game. So maybe the defences will step up a little bit in this game and show us something a bit different. And that is 10.1 to 1. And maybe, listeners, that tells you why Nico's not the best better here. Seeing as he tells us one minute on the predictions, one score prediction, and completely contradicts it with his bets. You're going to be right one way or the other, Nico. So nice thinking there from you. Cliff, you've gone for the big boy brazen pick. Go on then. Yeah, so I've gone for Tampa Bay over 29.5 points. And then I've gone for Buffalo Bills to score less than 18 points, which is a 16.33 to 1 double. But based on my scores, based on my predictions from the scores that you saw earlier, they're the the best two um, bets that I could put together for a double for the best value. Who knows? Maybe it's 16.33 to 1 for a reason. Who knows, listeners? But we won it last week. If you backed us last week, you're going to be a bit in the money. And if you backed us across the season, you're going to be in profit. So it might be worth you taking a punt on one of those three doubles. Right, listeners, questions then. And we've got a quarterback special this week. So first one I am posing to you two is there have been four excellent quarterbacks eliminated from the playoffs in Goff, Mayfield, Jackson and Breeze. What do you think the future holds for these quarterbacks? Cliff first. So I'm going to obviously pick my boy Baker. Um, after a minute of Mayfield last week. Nothing's changed for me. I thought he played well last week. I know we didn't get the win, but I thought Mayfield actually had a decent game other than the one interception um, to start the second half. So I think next next year, the Browns are obviously going to um, improve the defence in the draft. But one key member that's going back is OBJ. And it'll be interesting to see how Baker and OBJ um, connect once he's back because... You've all seen the stats floating all over Twitter, how, how well Baker's done since RBJ's injury. But I just think, I think the Browns improved. Nothing to do with RBJ being out. I just think the Browns improved and he'll slot back in and be another dimension to a already successful offence for the Browns. So Mayfield, I think, will be fine. And then Lamar Jackson, it's an interesting one. I've seen earlier that I think um, the Ravens have carried forward the least amount of cap space. So it'd be, I think they've already released Mark Ingram. So it'd be interesting, interesting, sorry, to see what um, Lamar does next season with the weapons that he's got. But he's phenomenal talent. I like Lamar Jackson. I think he's brilliant, and I think he offers you something different to a lot of other quarterbacks with his run game. So I think they'll both be fine in terms of next season. Nico, over to you then. Goff and Breeze, want to tell us what your thoughts are for their future? Well, Breeze is a nice, easy one. We expect him. I think he's retiring at the end of the season. Obviously, well, his season's finished now, but they expect him to announce his retirement. The last video of him having a chat with Brady on the on the field after the game, and Brady throws that touchdown pass to his son. 
Uh, so who knows what's next for him. Maybe he goes into, into the booth and does some commentary like it, people have offered him in the past. Uh, Goff for Goff. This week, McVeigh didn't seem that convinced that Goff might be starting next season, keeping his cards close to his chest. He said that right now they're evaluating everybody and everything. So whether that's Wolford, who's the backup, or they're bringing somebody else, maybe Cam Newton or someone like that, to challenge Goff. But either way, I think he's definitely going to be on the roster next year. With that massive contract, 134 million, four years. He's going to be there. Excellent. So um, another quarterback-based question, and one that is, I know, hot on the agenda on Twitter. I've read an athletic article about it. I'm sure there's a lot of other podcasts talking about this, but I want to get your views on this, boys. Um, where do you think Deshaun Watson is going to be starting next season? Cliff, over to you first. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the Dolphins. I think he'll end up at the Dolphins. I saw a potential trade with Tua going the opposite way, um, and obviously the, the 2021 pick and the 2022 pick, I think as well. So yeah, I think he'll end up at the Dolphins, and Tua will be going in the opposite direction. Nico, well, as well as Dolphins, there's been talk of the Jets because um, they've got a n- number of first round picks they could trade away for it. They've got Darnold and other things to evaluate at the same time. The other one that I quite liked, again, on that athletic article, it might have been the same one you read, was uh, by Mike Sando. And he said about Watson maybe to the Falcons. And he suggested to, to get Watson, they would need to trade the first and second round pick this year, a first round pick next year, and then a, potentially a second round pick in 2023. Which I actually think, if you're going to get to Sean Watson and a quarterback who's going to be there for the next however many years, it's not actually that bad a pick to make that trade happen if you can. But Watson, he's got a no-trade clause in his contract. So he actually can have a bit of a say in where he goes. So the Jets might come in and want him and everything's agreed, apart from Watson might say, no, I don't fancy it. So it's a bit down to him as well. Yeah, I think this one looks like the closest to a football in our sense, a soccer sense, than I've seen so far. I like the, the wheeling and dealing. I like the different permutations of where Watson could end up at. And it's one I'm going to be following closely. Right then, listeners, that brings us to our final wild card question of the pod today. And this has come inspired by one of our, someone who I follow personally on Twitter, at Dynasty Island. Um, so big thank you to a tweet that you sent out last week that has inspired our wild card question this week, which is, fellas, if you could pick one sportsman in their prime to play in the NFL, who do you think it would be? Going to you first this time, Nico. I went with a nice, easy one when thinking about this. Absolute legend of the game. No, We all know that he's got a cracking right peg on him. He can ping it 40 yards, 50 yards. David Beckham um, in his prime, best free kick taker in, well, in the game. So, yeah, why not have him knocking some PATs through and some field goals? I mean, I'm surprised that was never on the card, seeing as he was at LA Galaxy towards the end of his career. I know he didn't finish at LA Galaxy, but considering he was there, I'm sure there's got to be some offers on the table for Beckham in the NFL. Harry Kane's always said that after he finishes football, he'd like to have a go at being in the NFL. Interesting. Cliff? Yeah, I'm going to be a bit different, and I'm going to go with Floyd Mayweather, and he would be my running back. I've got no clue if Floyd Mayweather's fast, but I just think he'd be ideal, nippy, get the ball and not be afraid to take those big hits 
So yeah, I'm going to go with Floyd Mayweather as my selection for that. But what a question that is. Very interesting one there. Quite left field from Cliff. I have one, Theo. Yeah, I'd like to hear yours, Theo. I mean, to be honest, I think Dynasty Island put a really good one forward when he chose Freddie Flintoff. I mean, an absolute beast when it comes to cricket, both with the bat and with the ball. Um, someone who had his own demons in terms of um, his fitness and his physique and things like that, but overcame them. And an absolute athlete. He even tried his hand at boxing. So we know, like Mayweather, he can take the hits as well. And I think Freddie Flintoff is a good shout on that one. Right then, listeners, you've heard it from us today. We're getting very close to the end of the season. We're going to keep things going in the off-season, don't worry. They won't be as regular as we have been doing so far, but we'll keep you interested. When things arise, when the draft comes round, we'll be keep putting our pods. But there's still a couple more of the regular season we've got for you. So thank you very much for listening today. Enjoy the championship games this weekend, and we can't wait to talk to you about them next week. Enjoy, listeners. Stay safe.